Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Do you like sports? Cause we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. And we welcome you to episode 284 of the Sports Yak podcast. You mean the Fergie Jenkins episode? Fergie Jenkins! You remember him, right? I do know that name. As a pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, he had six 20 win seasons for the Cubs. He wound up winning 284 games in his big league career, which made him the first Canadian player ever inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He also played in the offseason for the Harlem Globetrotters in the <laughs> late 60s. Wow. 67 to 69. Tremendously talented, has overcome tremendous tragedies in his life. His mother was blind and died at a fairly early age. Uh, then he was engaged to a woman. He had a three-year-old daughter. They both died of carbon monoxide poisoning, so he had to bury them at an early age and yet has remained tremendously upbeat, very involved in charities in his home nation of Canada and has his number retired on that flagpole out in left field, the great number 31, Ferguson Arthur Jenkins. Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, the crowd- in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Before we jump into the headlines of the day, I, you have to let me rewind to one year ago today, episode 188, a classic moment on the Sports Yak podcast, Chuck and his tweets. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? As we were discussing the halftime show, and, and you know, everybody makes their little quips and comments on Facebook or Twitter, and my buddy Val makes a comment of it, this was right after Fox had put up the graphic with here's what Super Bowl one was here's Super Bowl 54 the halftime performer 
Shakira and J-Lo for Super Bowl 54, Carol Channing for Super Bowl One. And my buddy Val says, was Carol Channing considered edgy back there? And I said, well, this much I know. I don't want to know if Carol Channing's hips lie. I really don't. You know who liked my tweet? Carol Channing. <laughs> Did you really? Carol Channing <laughs> liked my tweet. And she also responded to my buddy Val who asked, was, you know, was she considered edgy? And she goes, of course I was. Carol Channing is on Twitter. Yeah. And she's got to be. How old is Carol Channing? I think 96. Carol Channing died January 15th, 2019 at age 97 in Rancho Mirage. Really? Uh-oh. Is there a blue check next to her name? Her, there, her- there is. There is not. I don't mean to burst your bubble. Oh, my gosh. I'm really hurt now. She does have her 64 followers on that account. 64. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's still heartbreaking. (laughs) It's still heartbreaking that that wasn't an actual tweet from her. (laughs) So take me into the mind of the basketball team or the coaching staff at Notre Dame. What has been said What has been done, what has been modeled in the last four games that we are seeing a much different team Mm -hmm. than what we've been used to this season? It's defense. They're they're actually playing good defense right now. That good defense manifests itself into better shots. And you're seeing a, a much improved Notre Dame basketball team right now. They've had no problem with Wake Forest last night, winning 79-58. The Jawan Durham that Mike Bray talked about at the beginning of the year in November is finally emerging here in February, the kind of player that can be a dominating player on the inside. He had 18 points last night to lead four Irish players in double figures. It's not necessarily that they need Jawan Durham to play like that to play well, but it's it certainly helps. And again, when you talk about defense, the fact that he has been able to to commandeer the post and do some things defensively with block shots, but a lot of it is being able to pressure the ball, get out into shooters' faces, disrupt them somewhat. And even in Mike Bray's years where the offense was really clicking, you know, we talked a couple of shows about um, – five or six years ago when they had Connaughton and Jackson in August. Those were good defensive teams. They just scored a lot. This is a good defensive team the last couple of games, and it has shown in the offense they put up some of their best offensive production because of the defense. If you were in the locker room for the very next game, what do you say to them to get them ready for that next game? What do you say? Remember how hard you had to work to get to this level to get to the success factor that you've enjoyed in the last two games against Pitt and Wake Forest, because now you got to take it on the road again. You got to go to Georgia Tech and take on a Yellow Jackets team that traditionally has given Notre Dame fits down at McCamish Pavilion. So pack the defense, take it with you, play that way so that you can perform at that level. I saw somebody last night. And I I understand this. I understand fans need to have hope. I understand, you know, if you're a coach, this is what you would be selling your team on. They said if Notre Dame can go six and three the rest of the way, they'd be over five hundred. 
Maybe they're a bubble team for the NCAA tournament. And it's like, just take it one game at a time here, kids. Let, let's not start talking NCAA tournament when you're 7-9 and nine right now. Let's just see if they can stack more than two wins in a row together, and we'll go from there. So pump the brakes a little bit, Irish faithful. Mm-hmm. But they are playing better right now. There's no question about that. On 103.1 here in South Bend, you can hear both IU and Purdue. Big Ten chatter, what do you got for us? Purdue, 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 Purdue. They scratch and claw all season long to get to the top 25. They finally get into the top 25 this week. They're ranked number 24. They go on the road to Maryland. Tough place to play, Cole Fieldhouse. They're up 60-55. to with a minute 40 left. And then it's just missed shots, turnovers, couldn't get stops. And all of a sudden, Maryland walks out of there with a 61-60 win that Purdue should have had. I mean, that's that's a fish that got away for the Boilermakers last night. And in my head, there's a big difference between being 8-4 and four in the Big Ten and 7-5. and five. Now, Purdue's still going to make the NCAA tournament. And we know how tough they are on their home floor. So they're going to be okay. But the fact remains, that's one you should have had. And and that, I think, sometimes shows the youth of this Purdue team. They've got four freshmen in the lineup right now. And winning on the road is different than winning at home. I don't care that there's no fans in the stands or anything like that. You're in a different environment. And... It's just a different ball game to have to win on the road. Good teams can do that. Purdue needs to show that it can do that. They've done it in some places, but they didn't do it last night. Indiana. Indiana in the first half of the game last night looked like a team that hadn't been on the court in nine games. They looked rested. They looked like they had practiced some things. They were moving the ball. They had an offensive flow going. And then the last 12 minutes of the game, Illinois just absolutely put the clamps on them. Trent Frazier scored the last 10 points of regulation for the Illini. They forced it into overtime, and you knew that once Illinois forced that game into overtime, you knew what was going to happen. And it certainly did. The Illini walk out of there with a 75-71 win. And again, another fish that got away for the Indiana Hoosiers Playing at home. Now, I remember, and you're young enough to remember, young man, when Assembly Hall was the kind of place that you didn't just walk into and walk out of there with victories. Yeah, it was the stuff legends are made of. But instead, right now, it's just another place. Now, again, no fans. I get it. But this is an Indiana team that has lost its mystique. It's lost its mojo. And last night they lost a game in overtime, and now they're sitting at the 500 mark. And that's unacceptable for most of the IU faithful, and we'll see if Archie Miller can survive this. You said uh, the Spartans were on the struggle bus earlier episode. Looks like they made another stop. (laughs) Well, it doesn't help when you're playing Luca Garza from Iowa last night. Uh, And talk about a name that sounds like it's right out of Goodfellas. Luca Garza, he had 27 points last night, and he put out a hit on Michigan State. 
as Iowa beats the Spartans by a count of 84-78. So Tom Izzo's team falls to 8-7. and seven, And there are legitimate questions there as to whether they're an NCAA tournament team. But then again, go back to when Michigan State played Notre Dame earlier in the season. What was the difference? The difference was the defense played by the Spartans and the lack of defense played by Notre Dame. Now it's on the other foot. Spartans give up 84 last night. The Irish look good. Granted, the Irish were playing Wake Forest, which isn't exactly number eight Iowa. Chuck's getting ready for a basketball game on TV 46 this Friday night. It'll be girls basketball. Went over to Goshen to scout out the Goshen sectional last night because the winner of game number two over there last night between Warsaw and Goshen would play Northridge on our 46th game of the week on Friday. Goshen had beaten the Warsaw Tigers earlier in the year. They have a young lady by the name of Bryn Shoup Hill who is headed to the University of Dayton to play college basketball. Terrific senior basketball player, 6'3", so tough to guard. So Lenny Krebs had observed that the boys team earlier in the year had used a triangle in two defense to defend Northridge, and it intrigued him. And so he had some conversations with the Warsaw boys coach, Matt Moore, about implementing that triangle in two defense, and that's what they used last night against Goshen. They basically dared some of Goshen's poorer shooters to hit some shots and to try to win the game for the Red Hawks, and they couldn't do it. Goshen wound up shooting 28% from the field last night and lost to Warsaw 33-29, so the Northern Lakes Conference champion is out in the first round. And now it will be Warsaw and Northridge on Friday night on 46. Warsaw won the regular season game 37-33, but as Lenny told me last night after the game, that's precisely the reason that Northridge conjures some fear in his heart because, okay, we were so inspired. We lost to Goshen in the regular season. We wanted to avenge that loss. Northridge is going to be the same type of team as they look at Warsaw on Friday night, lost in the regular season, want to avenge the loss. So, couple players to keep an eye on in that game for Warsaw. Abby Sanner, who had a good night last night, 10 points, 8 rebounds. She's their top player on the year. Kenzie Ryman also scoring right around 10 points a game, their top three-point shooter. Northridge is a girls team, can shoot the three. We'll talk about them more on Friday, but Northridge, one of the best three-point shooting teams in girls basketball. Also last night, Penn absolutely crushed Concord over the Goshen sectional. Christy Ulrich's team still the favorite to win that sectional. They'll play Elkhart in the first game on Friday night. Laporte knocked off Plymouth last night, 50-48, to and so the Slicers will face their arch-rival Michigan City on Friday night in Mishawaka. The other game will have Mishawaka, which defeated South Bend Riley last night, avenging a regular season loss. The Cavemen will take on South Bend Adams in the second semifinal at the Cave on Friday. 3A, Northwood, the defending state champs had only won one game all regular season. They have had all kinds of injury problems, COVID problems, the whole nine yards. But Aaliyah Minnick stepped up last night, 22 points. She went 15 of 16 at the foul line. And the Black Swish defeat Wawasee 51-48. So Northwood moves on to the semifinals against Tippecanoe Valley on Friday night. 
Lakeland came from behind and beat Central Noble. Great job by Dale Gearhart's team. So Lakeland moves on. They will face West Noble in the semifinals. South Bend, Washington, an easy win over New Prairie last night. They'll face John Glenn in the semis over at South Bend. Bremen, Rochester, Triton, and Culver all pick up expected wins. Bremen and Fairfield should be a very interesting game on Friday night over at the Fairfield sectional. Boy, that's a lot of girls basketball. Right that there. is. That is. The boys also played last night, but the big story out of boys basketball last night, and I, I spaced it when I wrote the sportscast this morning. I'm sorry. I think I saw this tweet. Yeah. Uh, Randy Deshone stepped down as the Fairfield boys basketball coach yesterday. Now, Randy Deshone won a state title at Jimtown. So he's a well-respected coach. Fairfield has been struggling, but I don't think it had... I don't think it has anything to do with their one-loss record. It doesn't have to do with health either. I think there's some there's some tension as to how discipline situations should be handled. And Randy wanted it handled one way. Administration apparently wanted it handled another. And so Randy stepped away. And, um, you know, that's unfortunately, that's kind of what, coaching is like right now in 2021 is lots of times if you don't feel like you have the backing of administration and I shouldn't say just coaching I mean that that's kind of like the business world too if you don't feel like you've got the backing of your boss or administration then you usually wind up going somewhere else or, or Maybe you better go find away. a better duty yeah <laughs> And and that's, that's what happened. Okay, boys basketball. Will that last... guy land somewhere else? Or you, know, you think it's... this might be the? Uh... That's tough to say. His both his son and daughter are in coaching as head coaches. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that he might wind up being an assistant somewhere. Okay, uh, with one of them. Okay, but I don't know that for sure. All right. Uh, boys basketball last night. Jimtown beat Elkhart Christian. 77-71, which these days is a pretty high-scoring game for high school basketball. We did talk about that previously. Yeah. Penn beat Clay last night. Caleb Applegate with 18 points in the Kingsman win. John Glenn over South Bend, Washington. And Bethany Christian cruised to a win over Clinton Christian. Let's get into the NBA, Chuck Freebie. The NBA, DeMontis Sabonis. Now, there's a name that uh, I think you could legitimately vote for for the All-Star team from the Indiana Pacers. 32 points, 13 rebounds last night. Pacers with a nice bounce-back win as they beat Memphis 134-116. The way you were pausing your sentence, I thought you were going to say another name you can sing like Anatongumpo. No, you, But I, you didn't say that. I, I would never say that. You wouldn't, would you? I would be more likely to say, hey, play that Carol Channing thing one more time <laughs> than I would to say, go ahead and sing this. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, 32 points last night. Utah's been red hot as of late. I think they've won 11 of their last 12. They beat the Pistons 117-105. I would say, well, doesn't everybody beat the Pistons? But we know the Lakers did the other day. So, <laughs> And then in Toronto. One of my favorite names, Fred Van Fleet, 54 points last night, franchise record as the Raptors beat Orlando 123-108. We do a uh, Chuck's Challenge at 7.50 on our morning program, and I gave you a Pete Maravich question yesterday. 
Yeah. I showed my son some Pete Maravich footage last night. Isn't that something to watch? Man alive. That guy, one of my favorite all-time basketball players. And as I mentioned to you and Melanie, when you look at the scoring that he did in college, remember there was no three-point basket at that time. Now, his father was the head coach at LSU, so that's one reason Pete got a lot of shots. But the other reason Pete got a lot of shots is because Pete was clearly the best player on the floor and could hit shots from all kinds of different angles and all kinds of different depths. And I appreciate his passing wizardry as much as his scoring wizardry. I felt like I was watching like a Globetrotters highlight. Exactly. You know, just that. The no-look pass. I mean, he perfected it. Yes. And the behind-the-back stuff and the... The underhand passes down the court. Yeah, the underhand. I just... And the fact that he was able to put those on the money. Now, granted, it's a highlight reel, but trust me, kids, he didn't throw many of those just awry. Right. You might see one or two of those behind-the-back passes whiz out of bounds, but I'll tell you what, that guy was just incredibly fun to watch and just loved the game of basketball. And we talked about Fergie Jenkins with a tragic life. Pete Maravich had a tragic life, too. Died died of a heart attack. Had some drug problems during his uh, NBA days and then uh, wound up really coming to the Lord kind of towards the end of his life. Okay, and, good. And doing a lot of stuff with basketball and uh, fellowship of Christian athletes and things like that. Okay. Hey, before we jump into this hockey headline, uh, I know you're excited about Do you have Disney Plus? Uh, at home I do, yes. We have a new Mighty Ducks movie coming down the pipe. Oh, boy. I believe it's called Mighty Ducks Game Changer. I'm, well, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. You got Emilio Estevez coming back. You got that... Uh, got that gal from Gilmore Girls and Parenthood. She's the, I don't know if she's a coach or a team mom. Mm. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I've always liked her. Lorelai. Oh, don't know her. You know her? But anyways, mark your calendar because it's coming. Okay. Did you like the Mighty Ducks franchise? Never did much for me. Okay. Never did much for me. I know a lot of people that do like it. but Which came first, the team or the movie? The movie. And then the team. And then the team. Wow. So, hockey last night, the Blackhawks lose in a shootout to Carolina 4-3. They do pick up a point for getting the uh, tie. Uh, The NHL, though, does have that shootout format to give a team an extra point. And, unfortunately, Carolina was the one that snagged it at the UC last night. Again, Hawks are playing better than they did at the beginning of the year. I still wouldn't go around expecting the Stanley Cup to come back to the United Center anytime soon. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Um, the Super Bowl is Sunday. Is it? Yes. Of course, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, will delve into that more Friday. Okay. But uh, one thing I wanted to go over with you today was Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. This year... It will be the weekend. Mm-hmm. Overrated or underrated? The weekend. He was really upset that he did not get a Grammy nomination. Mm-hmm. And he was very vocal about it. He is putting in 
Uh, the headlines read, $7 million of his own money to beef up this halftime. What does that mean? No idea. Um, I enjoyed that very first song that popped out from him uh, a few years back. And then uh, there's a song that I see on TikTok a lot that the kids are dancing to. I, but do I listen to it, uh, you know, for enjoyment? No. I'd say overrated. I'm going to really? go overrated on him. Yes. You know, the career is still active. Very. Um, but I will say he has had some hits. And I'm going to give him a down the middle. Now, I don't hear people raving about the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think he churns out some enjoyable stuff. And, yeah, I'll go down the middle. My son likes him. He's 14. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is catering to that group of people right now. Well, that's who they're hoping watch the Super Bowl. Not just hoping who watches the Super Bowl, but <clears throat> one of the things you have to remember about Super Bowl halftime is the NFL likes to side on safe. You know, they had Janet Jackson. 2004. And the whole uh, clothing malfunction. Right. And really since that time, the NFL does not like to push the envelope on the Super Bowl halftime all that much. So the weekend, I think you're pretty safe there. That's interesting that you say that because as I listened to the episode a year ago, we both had comments about the wardrobe of Jennifer Lopez and And Shakira Shakira. and the lack thereof. Right. Uh, So playing it safe, they're okay with that. You know, strolling out there in the uh, yeah, because you clad. have to know what you're getting with J Lo and Shakira. I mean, that's been part of both of their shows for a long, long time. I think. I think what I when I look at a Super Bowl, I think of. Uh, I get it, but I think of a veteran group more than I think of. I still think he's very new in his career. Mm-hmm. Like he's. I mean, it's only been maybe four years. I just. I mean. I'm that, trying to think month. when uh, I Can't Feel My Face came out. Yeah, I'd, I'd say probably about four years ago. And then again, you know, you got your you got some uh, classic rockers who are still around doing what they do best. I'm sure they've been resting all year long. They would have put on a great show. Okay, so you mentioned last year, Shakira and J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, let's go back two years, Maroon 5. I remember a shirtless Adam Levine. That's about it. Uh, the year before that, Justin Timberlake. Which I enjoyed. People had issues with that. Super Bowl 51, Lady Gaga. I thought you had said it was not that memorable. I disagreed with you. Okay. Super Bowl 50, Coldplay. That, uh, you know, done and gone. 49 was the Katy Perry. Oh, left shark, right shark. Left shark, right shark. The giant uh, Trojan horse, if I remember correctly. Something like that. Bruno Mars. I thought was good. I I thought that was a good show. He's I, an entertainer. I, Beyonce with Destiny's Child. It was uh, very sparkly. 2013. Oh, well, again, Madonna. I don't remember that one. Now, see, Madonna would be a good one for overrated, underrated. Your thoughts? Uh, boy, she's fizzled out, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Overrated. Now, overrated. Well, now, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the specter of her career. 
Uh, she was leading the charge. I mean, you talk about influence and watching the ripple effect of her on other artists. Yeah. I I mean, but I would say now it's it's leaning towards oh, yeah. overrated. Yeah. She's probably stuck around a little too, too, long. too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, my wife wants to see her in concert. That's kind of her bucket list. Oh. And she was doing eight or nine shows at the Chicago Theater downtown. Mm-hmm. Tickets started at 425. Yeah. A piece. I'm not paying that much to see her. Not to her. see her. Unless, you know, it, it would be a thing if I knew about it in advance quite a bit to save up. Right. And I am guaranteed... This is a greatest hits night. Yeah. Like, but if it's all this new, weird. Don't need it. Whatever she's doing now. Nope. Don't need it. Don't no. want it. No. Um, so when you watch the Super Bowl. Yes. Because obviously I watched the Super Bowl for a sports purpose, but I'm, you know, I'm also intrigued by the commercials. I'm intrigued by the halftime show. Mm-hmm. When you watch the Super Bowl, how would you rank what you're watching for okay i'll go game first so you still put the game first yeah because you're watching the best of the best Mm -hmm. so that there's great moments there uh i'll go game first commercial second entertainment halftime uh third okay Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about it too yeah i mean the halftime show is my time to go get some more snacks I do believe there's a little hint too much hoopla leading up to the game. You know, the broadcast that starts at 8 a.m., Oh yeah, kickoff at 6 p.m. But the reason that's there is because people will advertise on it. Yeah. And apparently this year, despite a pandemic, the advertisers are still there yeah. for the Super Bowl. Because let's face it, and, and this Sunday will be a perfect example of it, it's supposed to be snowy. It's supposed to be very cold here in the Midwest. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Curl up with a good book and a blanket? You're going to stay inside. Yeah. You're going to eat some comfort food, and you're going to watch that baby. Mm-hmm. I am in agreement with you. We'll we'll break the game down Friday. but Okay. And, of course, if you, if you go back far enough in Super Bowl history, I think we may have touched on this in the episode 188. The first three years of the Super Bowl – really before it was called the Super Bowl, just marching bands. Yeah. Up With People, I think, was Up a... Up With People was a frequent act in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, they they probably played the Super Bowl like every other year. But uh, the two that stand out, Super Bowl Four, Tulane Stadium in New Orleans, you've got Doc Severinsen, Al Hurt, Lionel Hampton, the Southern University marching band, and the singing talents of... The late, great Carol Channing. (laughs) And then you follow that up in 72, Al Hurt, the U.S. Marine Corps drill team, Ella Fitzgerald, and the late, great Carol Channing. I have a overrated, underrated I brought to the table today. Carol Channing? No. (laughs) No. Uh, I'm sorry, Chuck. No. Uh, I watched Groundhog Day. On Groundhog Day yesterday. Again. As I was drawing Bill Murray in a Groundhog Day drawing. Mm -hmm. I give you the collective works of Bill Murray. Underrated. Underrated. And I'll tell you why. Because, yes, terrific comedic actor. And um, his SNL years 
you know, some some extremely memorable performances. But I think he has also developed into a pretty decent, serious actor. Have you ever seen the movie St. Vincent? Yes. Saw it at the theater. I, I thought he was terrific in that. And he was just in a little... Uh, Either Netflix or Apple movie. Apple movie with um, Rashida Jones, where he's the dad. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I thought he was pretty good in that, too. Kind of an eclectic father, and they're trying to find out if the husband's cheating on her. Right, right. That wasn't bad. And he's, yeah, he's funny, because he's Bill Murray. I don't think he can help but be funny. Right. And he had some funny moments in St. Vincent, too, but I, I think he is able to play these poignant characters very nicely. Iconic movies. Iconic. Stripes. Ghostbusters. Caddyshack. And others. <laughs> and others. But I loved him in uh, The Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's one of the voices. Yes. He's funny in that. Um, there was something else. I, oh, uh, Meatballs. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, terrific career. Yeah, I, I think Bill Murray, though, is underrated. I think he's got some acting chops that don't necessarily get uh, the credit they deserve. Our work here is done. Is it? Yes. Okay. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. Maybe rate an episode, leave a review. We'd like to hear some feedback from you. You're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. I'm going to sneak a video onto the Sports Yak Twitter of me dancing in the studio. We'll play a round of wrong answers only to what song I might be dancing to. Please fill it with nothing but Bob Seeker songs. Yeah, do that. Because why would we want it to be funny? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Ferguson, Arthur Jenkins. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer.